Welcome to episode 11 of Your Town Crime. This week we go to Elizabethtown, North Carolina. This town's history dates back to before the Revolutionary War. And Shannon's going to bring us a murder for hire. We'd like to thank podbean.com for helping get our podcast out there and also podbelly.com for giving us easy-to-find info on starting a podcast. Hey, Shannon. <laughs> hey, Jason. <laughs> Welcome to podcast number 11 of Your Town Crime. Whoa. Yeah, 11. We're already here. It happened really quick. We've we've gone past 10, and now we're into the 11s. <laughs> <laughs> this is your first time listening to us. We thank you for coming. What we do here is uh, the previous week, uh, at the end of the episode, we threw a dart at a map of the United States. Just randomly through it. We might aim a little bit, but our aim's not that good. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> we have tried to hit Alaska like four times and, and have not hit it yet. Um, and Shannon keeps hitting the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, that's what we do. We throw a dart, randomly pick a town, and then we 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 kind of dive into that town, uh, find out about that town and any true crime that has happened there. And guess what? We found something in every town we've been to. Yes. And, and sometimes the crime isn't as juicy as some of our listeners probably right. want to listen to, but that's a good thing for that town. Right. That's a good thing. You don't need, you don't <laughs> want bad crimes in every, and you don't want any, anywhere. You don't want that anywhere. Yeah. So. But there's other stuff that's really good. Right. There's something interesting in every town. Yes. And we found a lot of, found, we talked a lot about a lot of history in the different towns and found a lot of neat things and mm-hmm. uh, conspiracies. We've. Um, a lot of Indian Native American um, stories and and learned about the tribes that you probably didn't know about. I didn't know about mm-hmm. uh, things that went on, and uh, that's that's pretty cool that we learned about those and fracking, and fracking. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about fracking twice, and we're on <laughs> and we're on podcast eleven, number eleven. So I that's a uh, fracking's a big deal. I'm learning uh, stuff. Yeah, they talked about it on the on the um, debate debates. Yeah, so we're uh, we're a little behind if you if you didn't just catch that. Uh, we're we're not to the election yet, you lucky people who are in the future. Oh yeah, you already know who our next president is going to be, and all the craziness is gone. And uh, you know, so we just had our last debate uh, here in October. It's October twenty fifth as we speak. Uh, we don't know if we're going to be this far behind forever. Um, uh, we might we might see how things go, and 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 when we get better editing and all that kind of stuff, we might dump them all and then get more current so if we do talk about current events they are still current and not <laughs> current to us yes. recording and and in the past to you future people i think that would be the goal yeah, yeah i think so yeah, yeah we just got to get comfortable we're not we're not we we have everyday jobs uh we're everyday people in a small town in east tennessee uh but we do we do enjoy this and we're having a lot of fun mm-hmm. and we've recorded 11 so that's i think we're we've probably recorded at least recorded and if this gets out there and y'all are hearing it, then we've released 11. I feel like you, we're getting around the curve to at least. Yeah. I mean, we're still beginners for sure. But 
next season is gonna we're gonna be experts yeah are we doing seasons <laughs> we don't even know if i mean i don't know yet. yeah we might just keep <laughs> it going and yeah uh we haven't had any major snags we've had to adjust our schedules a little bit we try to you know we we're busy i can't get there uh one of our kids is awake and mm-hmm. can't sleep and, oh god those yeah. toddler regressions yeah we've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old <laughs> so i've got a four-year-old she's got a two-year-old so we're uh we're, we got to deal with all kinds of daily lives, and um, she's she just finished school. Shannon did, so congratulations! Yay. Yeah. So when you future people, she might be a teacher oh. by the time you hear this. So. Yes. All right. So if um, if you want to find us uh, online, you can go to Instagram uh, to Your Town Crime Pod. Find us there. That's our handle. Our Twitter handle is at crime underscore town, and our Facebook page is Your Town Crime Podcast. Um, and if you need to email us to tell us how bad we did and things we missed, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do the, don't do the, you know, if you don't, if you don't like us, you don't have to email us to tell us that, uh, just don't do anything. Just don't listen anymore. You know, that'll be fine with us. Just don't listen if you don't like it. Um, or maybe wait around next week and we'll talk about your town or whatever. But, um, if we do, if you, what, what I really, what I'm really excited about is getting things, uh, from people who live in these towns, emails. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like material things. No, material. Well, that would be cool too. That would be cool too. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if there's something you're all famous for, you can send it to us. Uh, email us at yourtowncrimepod at gmail dot com, and we'll get that. And if you all, uh, if y'all do have something you want to send us, uh, some kind of gift from your town, or you know anything cool, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll if, give you a shout out on all of our. I'm, social media yeah accounts. we will we will if you <laughs> we uh, would love it yeah we'd love to see that if you all have uh if y'all are into crafts and making things and I've never had fans before you know i don't know if we'll have fans I don't know, or a fan just even a fan one. <laughs> well you know my mom's gonna listen so <laughs> we've got one or she's gonna listen to the first one at least <laughs> yeah i don't know if she listened to all of them but uh anyway we, i'm sure she will yeah <clears throat> but um but yeah, we'll send you a, a link to a, to an address that you can send stuff to, and uh, but yeah, if you've got any fan fan stuff you want to fan art, anything like that, we'll put it up in here and take a picture <laughs> and put it on Instagram. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be. Cool. I would love. I can't wait till we get our first piece of fan art. I don't know why I'm excited <laughs> about fan art. I don't know what it'll be. Something with wasp on it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it'll be. But there's wasps <laughs> flying around everywhere. We've already. <clears throat> we've kind of dubbed this the the wasp nest studio uh yes so we haven't taken care of the wasps yet there's not as many tonight so far Please. i wonder how many episodes we're gonna say this i know <laughs> talk I know. about I'm, the wasp I'm, there's a there's a uh, wasp trap in my uh in my amazon cart right now i'm gonna hit i'm gonna, hit, <laughs> I'm gonna buy it and get it here before next week so hopefully they'll be they'll go to that trap instead of in your hair oh. uh, but yeah we've uh got a wasp problem down here for some reason i've got a nest somewhere i think it's up in my chimney and somehow they're getting down here now it's getting cooler um yeah so thanks for listening yes thanks for listening thanks for coming back 11 times we hope you've listened to 11 times and that you've you've liked um all of our posts on instagram (laughs) and that you've (laughs) shared this with your friends and um you've you know. commented <coughs> how much you love it on our instagram and yeah Facebook. there you go comment and you you know we you know i'm sure when a, episode 11 comes out we're gonna have like ten thousand people uh. <laughs> ten thousand <laughs> followers you think 
Uh, let's make a let's make a let's make a guess right now. How many you think? right now on the eleventh on drop? the eleventh drop? Okay, how many, I, think? how many subscribers or how many like what do you mean? Let's do both. Let's do how many subscribers do you think we'll have? Okay, I would say a hundred. Hundred subscribers by eleven. That's that would be wonderful. What about followers on Instagram? 150. 150. All right. We haven't even released anything yet. <laughs> oh, you guys are going to be, yeah, y'all are looking at this going, whoa. Uh, so, be, yeah, we're just talking amongst ourselves. But, uh, but yeah, we have, we, how many we, do we have now? Like five, five followers, and we Maybe. haven't released anything. Thank you to those friends, the first five followers. <laughs> yes. Appreciate They're anxiously friends. waiting for they us are. to drop stuff. My wife's like, are you ever going <laughs> to? release a podcast y'all just gonna hang out every week and, <laughs> and not do anything so but we, we have, are we, we have we're to make making, sure it's good yeah for our listeners yeah we're making making plans to get the first one out soon uh hopefully before christmas yes maybe before maybe before thanksgiving of 2020 okay maybe yeah getting close we got a month so anyway we're working on all that i'm gonna say 11 i'm gonna say we're gonna be a hit and we'll have a hit we'll have 500 i'm gonna go up 500 on each okay 500 subs <laughs> 500 followers okay yeah and go subscribe for real uh that's gonna help us out uh and also follow us for face on facebook that'll help too but subscribe on uh, I, uh the itunes podcast go on there uh subscribe give us a five star review please this would be my goal for this podcast we could drop this on here or not i think it would be cool to put out where we're gonna go a week and a head a week right. ahead and then people can tell us uh you know something about their town that's awesome yeah, that'd be cool. or a crime yeah that they know of that would be cool to investigate right. that would be like a cool go goal. yeah it gets to get you all involved uh hopefully we can get there um, like I said, we've got time issues, but I think once we get the hang of this, it's going to be pretty easy. We'll copy and paste. We're going to try not going to try not to edit too much. Um, just kind of, since we are just having a conversation here, kind of, we'll just, um, go through and get that, get that done. Uh, but yeah, that'd be neat. You know, we drop it. That'd uh, be so cool. And you all were like, oh, that's my town. <laughs> we could yeah. do a live shot, Instagram shot of Jason throwing the dart yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and hitting the pacific ocean we could do that we'll <laughs> see what happens i mean there's no telling where this thing's gonna go i know there's a lot of podcasts out there to choose from mm -hmm. that's the thing so we got uh, uh there's no telling though i mean it's uh, there's been people just like us that started them and now they're they're touring or the word to one before covid and uh yeah so who knows we're just gonna have fun with it uh, if nothing else at the end of our lives we can say yeah like, we, we did, did a podcast we cool. we had an idea and we followed through with it and uh, that's pretty cool because a lot of people don't. Yeah, that'd and, be cool. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of I'm proud of us already. We haven't even done anything. Me too. Going from <laughs> our first one to yeah. now, how much more comfortable we are. Right. Or yeah. at least me. I know. Uh, yeah, I was very nervous at first. That first one, we actually threw one out. But <laughs> I think we're gonna wait. Did we say in one podcast what we're gonna wait for? We maybe if we get to like. I think it was like ten or twelve, maybe. Right, episodes? Oh, I thought we were talking about the number of subscribers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if Ugh. we get to a bunch, we'll release our first our first uh, oh, podcast. Oh, okay. Like yeah, our, yeah. I'm following you now. Yeah, yeah. We did our first. Uh, we we recorded one, and we're like, nope. 
that maybe that maybe out. we should do that on like the anniversary yeah the anniversary the or yeah we'll release it and y'all can see it because i really do want some merch from that town <laughs> i was really excited about that i was like all right somebody might see me a coffee mug which uh, we could always redo that one <laughs> yeah we could we could we could yeah all right so we'll uh we'll hop right into this one okay i think we're there yeah and um if you if you skipped all that if you don't like us talking um that's and you fine. skip to here, that's fine. We don't <laughs> care. We're having fun. All right. Uh, we didn't talk about Taco Bell tonight, even though we could have. Jason did bring Taco <laughs> Bell. <laughs> I just said we didn't talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, moving right along. We uh, Last week we threw the dart, and it landed on Elizabethtown, North Carolina. Elizabethtown, one word. <laughs> one word. Now. It is now. Okay, it I was two. I found that it oh, was two words. Okay. It was Elizabeth town and there was a there was a space there not to be confused with elizabeth in tennessee right oh my goodness north These carolina towns <laughs> well i mean they're right tennessee and north carolina are right next to each other so elizabeth and elizabeth and tennessee is on the north carolina border oh. so a lot of stories if you put in elizabeth town north carolina it's going to show elizabeth and, and it'll have something about north carolina in uh-huh. there so that 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 was a little odd uh and it took a little bit to to get around and get through all the Elizabeth and Tennessee stuff, uh, which is a pretty cool town. Yeah. I've been, been there, but uh, it's in East Tennessee also. Um, <clears throat> oh, I was going to tell you, I saw your dad this week. Yeah. Not to no, uh, go, we go back, this, yeah. But I saw your dad, and he we were talking about the podcast stuff, and he said, I was like, man, Jason has been everywhere <laughs> i'm like every town that we go to he's like oh yeah i've been close to there or yeah. you know whatever he was telling me that every year you guys do a every two, every years, two years okay yeah. two that you guys do a reunion somewhere different right that is so cool yeah it's really it's been really neat um you know when i was when i was two we were in texas um what happened was my family my family settled uh, a, a a cute community outside of our hometown in the in after the Cherokee pur- purchase, okay, uh, down here the our Hawassie purchase, I think it might have been what it's called, in like uh, eighteen nineteen, and we moved down from uh, my family moved down from Virginia and they settled that that community, and uh, part of the family or a uh, somebody moved to Texas, um, uh, one of my I think it was a one of my great grandfather's sisters, okay. moved to Texas and went out there. Somebody went to visit. And my great great grandfather had asthma, and uh, went to Texas in the dry air, made him feel better. Okay. So that was 1920. Uh, they all moved out there in 1920. Sold the farm here, and uh, my great my great great grandfather died a year later. So we went out there, and I guess he felt good for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> they moved out there. My grandfather was born in Texas and ended up back here um, uh, after World War Two. But anyway, the the family was in Texas. Um, some of those kids, some of my great, my great uncles and aunts, they spread out everywhere. With Michigan, uh, Washington, you know, I've got family in Washington State, California, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Kansas. Just I'm, I'm missing some. I mean, they're just we're just everywhere. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. So we could we that that line will meet every two years. So yeah, when I was two, we went to Texas. We took two weeks one time and went out to uh, through Oklahoma and Texas and. New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Kansas. We, you know, and then uh, we've had, even had cru- cruises cruises in Alaska for, but I didn't go on that one. But I, 
I have been to Alaska. Yeah. Uh, three other times. <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's pretty so neat. Cool. Yeah. And so. he said it helped you in school because you were able to yeah. identify I mean, that you've been there before and make a connection. Right. We'd stop. We, you know, went to the Grand Canyon as a kid. I got to do a lot of things. Carlsbad Cavern. I remember just seeing lots of neat stuff when I was a kid. And, and um, you know, a lot of times when we talk about the Native Americans, I'll think about some of those some of those things, some of those sites I saw when I was a kid and, and uh, the reservations we drove through and things like that. So, but yeah, it's a, it was pretty neat, pretty neat. We're still doing them. Mm-hmm. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's kind of hard to, harder to get to, uh, but we've had them locally here uh, before and, and uh, this year's got canceled. COVID. Yeah, COVID got this one, but it was going to be in Gatlinburg. So, oh. yeah, but there's people, you know, to us, that's something we do a lot or can do a lot, but. People from Michigan and California, love Texas, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they come by and see the mountains, and they love it. So yeah. All right, but yeah. So that's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you've been a few <laughs> places. You've been to California. We talked about that. Yeah. Been yeah, been with, there and dreamy. Illinois, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, all the southern. All the southern states. Yeah, Kentucky. We used to go to the horse track every year okay. in the spring that was like a family tradition okay <laughs> much i know you've been to california but much across the mississippi river west of the mississippi no no okay well, no i want to go to utah yeah I and been there. I, well ryan really wants to go to oklahoma an oklahoma game when they played tennis they were supposed to play tennessee this year okay and it got canceled yeah. but he we were gonna go out there all right yeah, yeah. you can go through broken arrow yeah That'd be cool tulsa yeah, uh, so Utah, haven't, I've been in the airport, but I don't know if that counts or not. Mm-hmm. So I know one guy says, you've been an inch, you've been a mile, but <laughs> I've never st- stepped on the, the soil in Utah, I don't think. Uh, I actually have been to Four Corners State Park, but I don't think that's it, the actual borders, <laughs> of four, the four borders of uh, oh, Arizona, yeah. New Mexico, uh-huh. Colorado, and Utah. I don't think it's in the actual the geographic uh it's in the right spot <laughs> so you think you are but you're really not but uh that's probably as far as i've been to utah uh, okay. but i'd love to go there i've been all around it i've been to every state around it except for idaho so i don't know why but anyway hmm. all right getting back to north carolina yes. getting back to elizabeth town uh it's in uh, bladen county and it's not far from the atlantic coast uh there's a river there um Cape Fear River flows uh, down through there. Uh, about 3,500 people. And uh, I was a little worried about finding something neat because uh, you go to the wiki page and it's not, there's not a lot there. Uh-huh. That's about it. The population, just a little bit about the history, but it doesn't go into it. Um, but I was able to find some stuff. Uh, it's a small town, um, it's a lot of history. So that's neat. And we're going to dive right into it. You ready? Let's go. All right, we're finally ready. <laughs> Twenty minutes in. <laughs> All right. Some uh, some people say it's named after George Carteret's wife, uh, Elizabeth. He was the uh, Lord Proprietor uh, from the uh, the English Empire. They were they were setting up colonies in in the Carolina Colony and the Jersey Colony or New Jersey Colony. Uh, this dude lived in Jersey, which was an island. I didn't know that uh, where Jersey was, so he said helped set up hmm. New Jersey. And the Carolina Colony, and uh, he was Lord Proprietor, like I said. Um, or it could have been named after a local, uh, a local landowner, the love interest of, of that man. 
uh, whose name was Elizabeth, but from everything I've seen, it's probably named after George uh, Carteret. So that was a long time ago. They was he was alive. That was back in the sixteen, the sixteen hundreds. Yeah. So it's been a. It's got a long history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's built. The town was built on the Cape Fear River. It was incorporated in seventeen seventy three. So that's an old town, mm-hmm. uh, really old town in the south. Um, you know, you get up north and, you know, Boston, uh, those towns were. But this this being off the coast just a little while, a little ways, uh, of course, it's right on a river. That's a, that's a pretty old town. Uh, 1773. It was a 100-acre. It was started as a 100-acre tract belonging to Isaac Jones. Uh, he had a tan yard there. That's a, that a tannery, uh, a mill. Uh, a bark house, which I assume I couldn't find what a bark house really was. I assume that's where they they stripped the bark uh, to use for something else, or maybe uh, he had a he had a lumber yard too, or a mill. Uh, so the bark house, maybe they stripped the bar- bark from the lumber and used it for shingles or something like that. They, you know, they it was useful. Uh, and he operated a ferry, so dude had a lot of land. And had some other businesses going. He was well off, and uh, incorporating the town didn't hurt him. Uh, it started with uh, with public. Uh, they started the town, and they wanted a public landing on the river for people to stop. Uh, they they sectioned off three acres for a market and government buildings, and 120 half acre lots. Uh, and they they mapped the streets, the uh, the lanes and the alleys, and the lots were priced at 40 shillings. So I don't know how, how much that was. I didn't look that <laughs> up, but it doesn't sound like a lot of money. No. 30 of the shillings went to Isaac Jones uh, to pay for the land for the town. Uh, so he's making money back. I don't know how much he, he paid for it, but he probably didn't give a lot for it. So he probably, yeah, I'm guessing he, uh, he made some money off this deal. And 10 went to the town uh, to help, help develop the town and get it started. Um, it had to... If you, if you bought a lot, you had to build a house at least 16 by 16 square um, and, or larger if you bought two lots, two or more lots. You, you know, it had, to, it had to go by that size. So if you bought four lots, it would be bigger. Uh, but you had to do that in the first three years after you bought it. So you couldn't just buy land and sit on it. You had to do something with it because they mm-hmm. wanted to get the town going. They wanted to get it rolling. Uh, they started correct, collecting some taxes to get uh, the courthouse built, and it is the county seat. Uh, so they got the town going pretty quick, it sounded like. So they mm-hmm. wanted a town. Um, this was 1773, so this was right before the Revolutionary War, and they were involved in the Revolutionary War. There was a, bi- a battle, and that's, again, you don't hear about uh, battles that far south off the coast uh, that much. Most of the stuff was up north or in the or on the coast. Uh, um, but they did, they did have a battle here. It was a little skirmish. I guess it wasn't really a battle. It was 40, uh, 40 people against, uh, let's see, 40 people against about 400. And um, the people in the town, the Tories, they, they were called, the uh, the British loyalists were called Tories. Okay. That's what they called them. I guess mm-hmm. that's a derogatory name. Uh, just kind of, I don't know what it means or what, why they called them that, but I'm sure it wasn't nice. The Tories would steal cattle and other uh, livestock and other things from the people in Elizabethtown, and they didn't like it. Uh, so they got tired of it, 
and the Tories would run off and they'd hide and they'd take the stuff back to Wilmington, North Carolina, and they'd sell it to the British. So they'd steal the stuff and they'd set it, set it back and they had a little fortress, a little fort uh, off in the swamp. And uh, Colonel Thomas Robinson Jr., he um, was in charge of a local militia there and they all got tired of it. So he, he led 70 men, excuse me, I said 40 earlier. He led 70 men to attack the 40, 400 Tories at their fortification out in the swamp somewhere. Took them by surprise, and most of the Tories just took off running because they didn't know what to do. They didn't, uh-oh, we're, mm-hmm. we're in trouble. So they took off, and many of them jumped in a deep ravine, uh, which is still called the Tory Hole. <laughs> it was a big hole. Uh, I don't know if it was like a dune or what. I uh, haven't found it, uh, but I think you can still go there. Uh, so they jumped in the Tory Hole, and they kind of caught them and scared them to death. I don't know. You know, there wasn't a lot about, about what happened when they got in the Tory Hole. I don't know if they killed them all or what, Mm. but uh, they said the other ones uh, took off and didn't come back. Like, we're not messing with those guys anymore. Uh, So that was the the Battle of Elizabethan. Mm. Uh, But you can go there. I know they still got – I do know that they still do commemorate that that battle some and that you can't go to the Tory Hole. So go check that out if you go through Elizabethan. All right, I just said – I've said Elizabethtown a minute ago. Now I'm saying (laughs) Elizabethan. Because Elizabeth in Tennessee. Uh, so if I'm if I'm wrong, uh, some local, you let me know how you say it. Is it town or ton? Because uh, we kind of run everything together in the south. <laughs> we got Mer- Mary- Maryville close to us, and nobody around Marvel. here calls it Maryville. It's Merville. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Uh, now moving right along, uh, getting back in, getting into the the twentieth century, nineteen forty six to nineteen fifty three. Uh, there was Operation Dixie. And this is pretty cool because this is a small town. Uh, it was the Operation Dixie was a labor union movement in North Carolina, and there were 10,000 tobacco uh, packing house workers in east, eastern North Carolina that joined unions. Uh, so or that started unions that, 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 that came together and unionized. Um, that's a lot of people. Tobacco in North Carolina, if you don't know, uh, the cigarette uh, – all the cigarette companies that you've heard of uh, come out of North Carolina. Uh, tobacco was a huge, was a huge, huge uh, pro- uh, crop uh, for a long time uh, in the South, in the North, in North Carolina, uh, here in East Tennessee. You, we would have tobacco farms everywhere. Don't see it as much now. Uh, I was actually surprised last year. I was driving through Kentucky and saw a bunch of tobacco, and that's mm. the first time I've seen that in a long time. But here it used to be. Just you know, just about every field would be tobacco. Now it's corn or or uh, silage or soybean. Now, uh, probably more soybean. Those fields are or hemp. Or hemp. No, that's not <laughs> that, for for a second. And yeah, for a second. For a second. The lumbermen in North Carolina voted in more than twenty unions. Uh, the shrimpers, the shrimpers, and the fishermen they organized as well. In in Elizabethtown, uh, the Green Brothers Lumber Company was a big. Uh, big lumber mill there. They they moved from Alabama, I believe, into North Carolina, into into Elizabethan, and I think they had another uh, lumber yard somewhere. Uh, and if you go to Elizabethan, on Google Earth, there's a Greens Lake uh, there, so I'm guessing that's what that's part of it, uh, part of the history. I don't think they're there anymore. I couldn't find anything about them. Uh, there's probably some descendants there, or uh, at least some people that remember this. I I did read uh, what I'm getting into. There was a 
20 years ago they they interviewed an 80 year old lady lady whose husband was one of the organizers here in, in elizabethan so uh, elizabeth town so that was pretty neat so mm-hmm. all the people that were involved that were working in the in the in the 40s right after the war they're they're getting older if there are any left mm-hmm. uh, you know so there's that history's about about gone but i'm sure there's some people uh, whose whose parents were involved in this that remember and um you know so i don't know if you know anything about this uh, please email us and let us know because uh, i'm kind of interested in in what the town thinks about this uh, and how much this uh, impacts the history now or mm-hmm. impacts the town does it still are there still hard feelings anything like that i don't know mm. yeah so anyway what this was in green the green brothers lumber company in elizabethtown uh they uh they were they were huge i don't know they had a lot of people uh and it was north carolina's uh, key battleground for the for the movement it was the largest lumber mill in the south and it paid less than eight dollars a day oh, um, yeah so that's that that's something i remember my grandfather the one that i was just talking about in texas he uh he was making 25 cents an hour somewhere and his brother called and said, you need to come work over here. They're paying 50 cents an hour. He's like, okay. So he quit his job and went over there and worked 56, 50 cents an hour. So uh, so that's 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 pretty low back then, $8 a day. Uh, they obviously had money, uh, being the largest lumber yard in the south. Um, so they, uh, they, they did unionize. They got together. They organized. The loggers and the sawmill employees got together in 1947. And the company just said, nope, we're not going to talk to you. You, okay, good. You formed a union. We don't care. You're gonna strike. That's fine. We've got workers that are still here. They brought workers with them. Um, had people that were loyal to them and kept coming to work and did fine. And I guess we uh, did fine for a while. Uh, but they just said no. It lasted a year. Hmm. And then, um, you know, during that year, it got pretty ugly. It sounds like the union workers were were they were fired. And they said, "You gonna form a union? Nope. We see you. You're fired." arrested they were blacklisted and i don't know what that means in a small town uh you're blacklisted i guess they i don't know if they couldn't get loans or what at the bank i don't know how or maybe no other jobs maybe yeah maybe no other jobs i don't know how many jobs were around there let's see some of them were beaten uh, uh evicted from their homes just for being on the union and there was even a car that was dynamited and shots fired into a bedroom window wow yeah and that sounds it's always sounded crazy to me. Like y'all are just y'all are living in the same town with each other. Y'all are shooting at each other. This happened not far from us. This mm-hmm. still happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened up in a neighboring town from us uh, a couple of years ago. There were some shots fired during a strike. I'm like wow, that's that's just wild. But uh, anyway, it happens. Um, and it happened back then. people's money. Yeah, yeah. And um, I did read a, an interview. I can't remember her name, but uh, she. Uh, she talked about her husband was one of the union workers and uh, just being scared for his life and mm-hmm. uh, not knowing what happened, what would happen to him and another union worker's uh, leg getting broke. And, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a scary time. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, the union workers uh, outlasted the company. The company's finally finally said, all right, we've had enough. Um, but by that time, the union workers were like, we really, some of them, a lot of them were like, we don't want to go work for you now. Mm-hmm. Many of the strikers, they uh, organized to buy land and build houses, and then they organized a, a women's sewing co-op. So they, they, they built, a, built a building for that and a business and started that and, and started the sewing co-op. So 
uh, trying to make a better life for people. Um, there wasn't a lot to do, a lot of industry around there, so the people were kind of stuck with the uh, with the lumber mill or they could farm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of the two, and there wasn't a lot of jobs, so it, it, it took a lot to get get this going. So, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool history uh, there. You know, a, a Revolutionary War battle in North Carolina mm-hmm. that I didn't need, have any idea about. That's pretty neat. Um, yeah, so that's what I've got. Does that sound good to you? Yeah. You, did you catch anything in there? You got anything to add? No, no you that good. was good. All yeah. right. Shannon's, Shannon's got a true crime for us. Uh, we we kind of looked over it a little bit last week, and it's pretty rough. So yes. I'll let her get into that. So we're going to go all the way back, not as far as you went back, but to 1984 in March. A woman by the name of Sheila Denise Worley hired a man named Elton McLaughlin. And I have to jump right into it because I couldn't find anything you know, when you do these small towns, there's not a ton of press and a lot of people talking about, you know, how people met or, you know, a lot of background knowledge on who they were or yeah, what their relationships no, are not like. Been a, not been a dateline story on that. Yeah, this, right? so it's hard for me to find out that kind of information. So I'm kind of getting right into it. So a woman by the name of Sheila Worley hired this man named Elton McLaughlin to kill her husband, James Worley, for a mere $3,000. That's it. <laughs> That's all he's worth. Yes. That's all it took to, to get. Wow. <laughs> yes. So McLaughlin met and recruited another man named Eddie Robinson at a pool hall in Elizabethtown, agreeing to split the money for his participation in the murder cover-up. The men had several attempts to kill Worley on the Sunday after the two met. So they met, I mean, just two strangers, met each other at a pool hall, like, hey, this woman offered me $3,000 to kill her husband. You want to do it? We'll split it. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, yeah sounds sure. good. Yeah, like, no I'm, questions I'm asked. I don't, I mean, well, no questions. Or, or like, are you serious? Yeah, he's or, like, do you want to meet up next week? We're going to plan it Sunday. I mean, this is Excuse literally what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wow. the two men had several attempts to kill Worley on the Sunday after the two had met. So a week after they had already decided they'd already tried to. McLaughlin had a twenty two rifle, a jug of gasoline, and had agreed to set Worley's car on fire after murdering him. After driving to Worley's residence, the two parked on a dirt road and walked towards the house. Their plan, though, was quickly aborted when they were spooked out by an automobile that pulled up across the street from Worley's house, and the driver just sat in the car for several minutes with the lights on. The very next week, though, the two drove back to Worley's house, but did not stop because McLaughlin felt that something just wasn't quite right. So, tried twice in two weeks, had to rethink their plan. Yeah, something's not right. Yeah. Like- you're not supposed to kill people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's Maybe. not right about this. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Go home. Go to bed. <laughs> so they decided to revise their plan instead of going home. After speaking with the victim's wife, they decided that Sheila would leave the back door open of the house on the following evening. McLaughlin and Rob- Robinson drove to the victim's house yet again at approximately 11.30 p.m. After parking the car along the dirt road, they sat at the same spot they were at two weeks prior. They entered through the back door, located the bedroom, where McLaughlin fired two fatal shots into Worley's chest. 
Sheila got out of bed and waited in the hallway while McLaughlin and Robinson removed the body and placed it in the passenger side of Worley's Volkswagen. The two men drove Worley to the Lisbon area where they saturated the vehicle with gasoline and ignited it. A volunteer firefighter by the name of Dan Alford, who lived down the road, noticed a fire down the highway from his residence. Upon investigation, Alford found that the interior of the small car, which was parked on the right side of the highway, was in flames. He left and immediately returned with a fire truck and another volunteer. After extinguishing the flames, they found Worley's body badly burned in the passenger side of the vehicle. But Jason, the story does not stop right there, though, with the murder. I know, unfortunately, I know. Yes. It's worse. Yes. So, on the morning of April 30th, 1984, a man noticed an automobile sitting off the road at the bridge with the rear end of the vehicle on the creek bank and the front tires in the creek while driving near White's Creek in the Lisbon community. The man approached the vehicle and found a woman's body floating face up in the creek beside the car and a small child in diapers with mosquito bites all over her body standing in the front seat of the car looking at the body and crying for her mother. After law enforcement arrived at the scene, another body of a young girl was found floating in the creek downstream from the vehicle's location. Monsters. Yes. <clears throat> so those bodies were identified as Sheila Worley and her daughter, Soma Baggett? Baggett? Autopsies were performed at the Chief Medical Examiner's Office in Chapel Hill and both indicated death by drowning, secondary to blunt trauma of the head. According to one of the defendants, he described the events leading up to the murder of Denise and her young child. Robinson stated that in April, McLaughlin told him that the victim's wife had been talking to the authorities and they needed to kill her. Also, Sheila didn't give the men their money after killing her husband. So, they were upset that they didn't get that three grand. Yeah. Robinson said that he actually hid in the bedroom of McLaughlin's trailer and waited for Sheila to arrive. After arrival, McLaughlin gave Robinson a metal pipe and instructed him to kill her using the pipe once the lights went out. So as the lights turned off, Robinson saw McLaughlin and Sheila in the hallway kissing. He came up behind Sheila, struck her twice in the back of the head with the pipe, and then dragged her to the bathroom where he held her underwater in the bathtub for approximately 5 to 10 minutes. After cleaning up the blood, both men placed Sheila in the trunk of her own car. They awakened her two children, who were 4 and 18 months at the time, and drove a half a mile from White Creek's Bridge. They decided to kill the four-year-old because she was old enough to identify who they were. McLaughlin struck her with a metal pipe and Robinson used, that Robinson had used on her mother twice and then placed her body in the front seat of, the, of her mother's car, taking her to the creek and then dumping her in the body. I mean, dumping her body in the creek. So, both men were sentenced to two life sentences and um, a death sentence of the husband. Hmm. So, um, but one of the men, Robinson, he actually um, scored a 71 on his IQ test. So, according to the state, um, he had some issues. 
-hmm. Like he wasn't mentally, like he couldn't function at a normal level. And so there's been a lot of cases where you can't put to death someone that, you know. So that actually got, his death sentence actually got overturned. So he's serving three life sentences, Mm -hmm. Robinson is. But it's a very sad yeah, that is situation, and there's a lot going on in that case. Yeah, that is. <clears throat> yeah, remember, I, I know uh, some of you all, we talked about it earlier, and uh, uh, y'all might be from this town, might know these people. Um, we do, you know, bring, we're bringing these things to light, telling uh, other people about them, um, and um, just other people get to hear the names, the victims' uh, names. I think that uh, maybe that, that does something for them. I don't know. It does – it. I don't know. We just need to uh, remember that these are real people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're doing true crime, doing a pod- podcast about this and bringing this up every week. Uh, but they are real people. So if you live in this town, I know uh, it's probably a pretty tough thing to, to deal with, especially small town, and cl- close-knit. I'm sure you are. Um, so Really uh, for those kids, yeah, too. Yeah, those or kids, the, that's, the child. that's awful. Uh, yeah. You know, I've, uh so I do feel for the feel for the town, the whole town. Feel for the families. Um, and uh, if you know any other information or anything like that, just uh, reach out to the police there. And uh, I'm sure they've they've already exhausted everything. But uh, just uh, just be good to be good to each other. Uh, be good to the victim's family, and uh, even be good to the uh, um, you know it's a tough thing for all all the families around there. The victim's family, the uh, uh, the two guys, their families had to deal with this too, and it's hard on them too. I'm sure they, everybody's got a mama, and uh, you know it's mm-hmm. hard on them and the, and the family to deal with, uh, to deal with that. So uh, it's always a weird thing to talk about. I think it you know, is. true crime is just it, it's kind of weird to talk about because uh, we are. This is, I guess this is entertainment. It's a lot but, easier uh, to listen. Yeah, for it's sure. a lot. <laughs> in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but when you talk about it, you're 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 putting it out there in the world, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so it is a it is kind of tough to do that. Uh, so you know, prayers to the family and uh, and to everybody involved. So, uh, but Elizabeth Town, it is a very beautiful town. Don't wanna don't want you to think. Uh, don't let that that story uh, keep you from swinging through if you're in that area. Uh, it has a lot of history. It's an old town. Has a lot of cool stuff there. Go see the uh, the Tory Pit and. Uh, if you're there, let's see. You need to go to. If we ever, if we ever go through there, we're gonna stay at the Elizabethtown Inn. Um, yeah, it looks pretty cool, and there's some history there. I read some things about it. It might be haunted. Uh, the original Ooh. homeowner, Colonel John McDowell, he uh, he lived there and was in the uh, the Civil War and was wounded and came back there to get better. It might have been a hospital during the Civil War, or at least a place to uh, for him and some of his friends that were injured to to kind of get better. Uh, so it is rumored that his ghost roams the halls. So, mm. uh, <laughs> so if you go, you might you might see that uh, the guy that owns it. He's actually in, invited the people that have lived in that house to come back and stay for free, uh, just oh. to to bring some of the history back. And uh, two sisters have done that so far. That's so cool. that's, a, that's a pretty cool story. So I kind of want to go there someday. Uh, it's there in Elizabethtown. And uh, I'll probably be heading to Wilmington at some point. So, uh, so yeah, I might stop through here sometime. So That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else is there to do? Uh, if you want to go, 
get some stuff to eat. Uh, just going off a trip advisor. Uh, go to Bernie's Sweets and More, Melvin's Hamburgers and and Hot Dogs. Wow. Uh, George, <laughs> Giorgio's Restaurant and Pizza. San Jose's Mexican Restaurant. Yeah, check all these out. Christopher's Steakhouse. Let's see, what else am I seeing? Let's check out the Cork Room. Uh, it's a winery. Uh, winery and restaurant. So that looks pretty cool. Shrimp and grits were a bit different. That's what somebody says. That's one of the reviews, but they have shrimp and grits, and I like shrimp and grits. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, pretty cool town. Um, anyway, if you are from Elizabethtown, let us know if we're saying your name right, first off, and uh, <laughs> also come back and listen to us next week. <laughs> fact <laughs> uh, checking. Yeah, I do have one more thing, Shannon. I've got a fact check from last week. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I said something about we were talking about the Wild Bunch gang, and um, I, I I misspoke and said that uh, Marlon Brando was in a movie called The Wild Bunch. He was not. There was a movie called The Wild Bunch, and I've seen both. I've seen this movie, The Wild Bunch. It had it's nineteen sixty nine with William Holden and Ernest Borgnine. Okay, not Marlon Brando. Not Marlon Brando. <laughs> um, Marlon Brando was in a movie called The Wild One in nineteen fifty three. Where he's in a motorcycle gang with Lee Marvin. All right. Do you know who either one of those guys are? No. Okay. Anyway, famous actors. Lee I Marvin. mean, I know Marlon Brando. Yeah, Lee Marvin. He was in. Uh, he's been in everything. Um, the uh, The Dirty Dozen was probably one of my favorite movies with him in it. But uh, anyway, uh, the Wild Bunch. They did a movie in 1969. Now they're doing a remake in 2022. It's scheduled with Michael Fassbender. Oh. Peter Dinklage and Jamie Foxx. Okay. So sounds entertaining. That is. So you can see a, a Wild Bunch movie in 2022, 23. Okay. Anyway, so I had to I had to I had to to fact check myself on that one with the Wild One. Uh that was one of Marlon Brando's big movies. To be I, fair, I had no idea. Yeah, well, you I messed probably it up. could and have somebody just out there was like, No, it's not the Wild Bunch, <laughs> you idiot. It's the Wild One. And I'm like, so there you go. <laughs> I, knew, I I had a suspicion I was wrong, so I looked it up, and uh, and I was. So, <laughs> All right, a little fact check. All right. It's time to throw the dart, Shannon. Yay, it's my it's turn. It's your turn. Should I try to aim? I, uh, you can try the best <laughs> you can. I don't know. Okay, so Shannon threw the dart and got the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> twice more, and then she threw it and got New York twice. <laughs> very <laughs> close. Very, yeah. Tell them, tell them, like 20 miles from from rome new york which we've already done yeah that was one of our first couple podcasts so uh, uh they don't need to get all the love so she threw again and we're coming home getting close i've been <laughs> we're kind of kind of we're coming to east tennessee yeah kinda. so she hit east tennessee uh there's a little town in the the tennessee kentucky border called jellico jellico yeah. not to be confused with teleco <laughs> So we are close to Teleco. Jellico's just up the road. I've uh, been through it. I've uh, been off the road there for something. But I've been there. So we found, uh, we kind of went through a little research there and found some stuff. And uh, we'll bring you Jellico, Tennessee next week. Yes. All right. Thank you all for don't. listening. And uh, like, link, subscribe, please. Uh, check us out. On Instagram, uh, let us know how we're doing on yourtowncrimepod at gmail.com. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes podcast or Apple podcast. And uh, Twitter handles at crime underscore town. Facebook, your town, crime podcast. (laughs) 
Gotta say it like that. <laughs> your town. Your town. Crime <laughs> podcast. Instant your town crime pod if I didn't say that again. Yeah. So uh, thank you all for coming. Uh, episode 11's in the books. Got anything else, Shannon? I don't. Hey. Oh, I feel like I talked a lot. I do want to say that there was only like two wasps. So there we're getting was. better. We're getting better. I want to put that trap up. No more wasps next week. Yes. Hope you guys have a good week. Let's see. It's the last full week before the election for us. Yes. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That'll be good to be over. Yeah. Um, Anyway, thank you all for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs)